Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Yeah, I think uh, you know the, the NFL season is hard enough just being a rookie and and playing the position that he that he's um, that he gets to play. You know, there's a lot of responsibility on his shoulders, and you know, anytime you add any more distractions or um, you know outside interference into that, I think he, you know just it adds to that. Um, you know, I like the way he's handled it. I think he's been a true uh, true professional about it. Um, he's, he continues to work and. Um, has been about his business each and every day. So, um, you know, I'm kind of really proud of, you know, what he's what he's done in these last, uh, you know, over the, over this uh, time that he's been here. Listen, there's no denying the kid's awesome. I mean, all that stuff is is fantastic. But, and and I love him. I, I think he's going to be good. But that doesn't mean you can't be critical of. We're still waiting for him to elevate this football team a little bit, and he hasn't done it. And I, I'll give him every excuse in the world, but sooner or later, I mean, it just make a few plays to elevate. And, uh, you know, he's done some things, but I think he made some bad decisions yesterday. He didn't see some stuff that I thought was pretty elementary, and I don't know that. Austin and I were just talking about the Treadwell miss uh, in near the end zone, but that's points. Like, that's, a seven, that's seven points. This team can't score, and that's a big play. And I see that play every week in the NFL on a crossing route where the, they just lob it up. Mm-hmm. To Treadwell, and he makes the play. Now, who knows? He might have dropped it. But, um, I mean, I just, I don't think you can, I, I don't think you can dismiss that he has missed some of that, and he's got a lot going on, man. I mean, the world is caving in around him between Urban and all the stuff inside and drop passes and Dari Agumbo Wale not knowing that he's supposed to get a handoff and Andrew Norwell just can't play football anymore, it seems like, over the last few weeks. I mean, he's got, I can I, I can light up the world with excuse, excuses. I think the real the compliment I can give him is he just hasn't folded his tent for this miserable game. Last week was a four-interception game, yeah. but I believe, like, really it was like the last quarter and a half that was miserable. I actually thought he played good football in the first half. And so he just hasn't had, like, this game like, oh, my gosh, like, he can't throw the football or he can't do this or he can't do that. I mean, he skipped one yesterday, and I really thought that was kind of I, I hesitate to say this because people say the Sam Darnold stuff of, of seeing ghosts, yeah. but I think he felt a phantom rush yeah. because I don't think he trusts anything. He could have easily stepped up and, and rifled that ball in, and, and who knows, maybe it was the, the depth was wrong on that route too. I don't, I don't think so. That's not the way I interpreted it. But Trevor, I think, I think some of this is adding up. I think the accumulation of stuff is adding up to hesitancy and has added up to that. And as much as he wants to say he's going to let it rip, as much as he feels confident going every game, as much as he feels confident in game plans, as much as he says he feels confident in his teammates, and after they drop a pass, he pats him on the head and says, let's go. The bottom line is you can't ignore it, and I think he feels that. I, I don't think he feels good. I just don't. I think he would love for the season to end right now. Like, that's what I interpreted from his news conference yesterday after the game, is I, w- I think he wishes the season ended yesterday. Well, hold on now. We're not getting down in the Trevor Lawrence press conference, are we? Uh, no, no. It's, okay, good, it's good, good, good. Okay, yeah, yeah. said a lot. Okay, yeah. He's fine yeah. in front of him, Mike. He's good, doing good, good, good. He's doing a great job. Um, see, uh, I get what you're saying here. I don't know. I guess I'm a glutton for punishment, and I would like to see him throw a multiple touchdown game before the year is over. That would be like, nice. I would, I would like to see this guy go out on a high note because – and make no mistake about it. Like, he's still the guy going forward. He has to be. For as much as you invested in him, um, he's still the guy going forward. 
But I think as a Jaguars fan or as an analyst, and I think even Dan Orlowski would agree with me, you want to see a little more in terms of, okay, that's, that's why he was the number one pick. Okay, we're, you know, give us maybe two, three more years, but we're going to be good because this guy's going to be a star. There hasn't been too many plays that I've watched with Trevor Lawrence that I can think of the past six, seven weeks where it was like, oh, wow, we got something here. I can think of six Gardner Minshew plays off the top of my head. Yeah. And I had no expectations for him. I figured it was going to be a flash in the pan, maybe you're going to have a year in him, which I supported, and then it didn't work out. Okay, we'll see you later. But with Trevor Lawrence, it can't be like that. With Trevor Lawrence, it has to be week in and week out. We have to see something special. Take out Justin Herbert. Now, I get, I get it. Rosters are completely different. Weapons are completely different. Justin Herbert going to his second year with 30 touchdown passes or more. First rookie, I mean, first, you know, first player to ever do that his first two seasons in the NFL. 30 touchdowns. We can't even sniff 12 touchdowns right now in Jacksonville. But, like, that goes to show you if you build the pieces around him. And I don't know, maybe I'm to blame as well because I thought Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, um, you know, Shaughnessy, I guess, LaVisca Chanel, obviously, James Robinson. I thought that was going to be enough. Added to. I, I thought it was going to be more than enough for Trevor Lawrence to take what Minshew, did, what Minshew did and elevate that. He hasn't. And it's there hasn't been a lot of plays to celebrate with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, listen. If again, I'll make the excuses for him. I, I don't mind doing that. I think I think this kid's. I think the best compliment you can give him is he just hasn't folded the tent and collapsed and looked like, oh my gosh, like his kid doesn't know how to play football. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. He's still doing some good things. He, he, you know, he comes off a four turnover game. He doesn't throw it. I mean, I don't even think he threw any in danger of being picked off. Uh, so, I mean, again, those, there's value in some of that stuff, but you got to dig. I mean, if we're being honest, you got to dig. Mm-hmm. And I think the kid's going to be a good player. I have not given up to him. I got my Twitter feed, and there's those negative people that just be like, oh, he's a bust. There's no way in hell you can tell if he's a bust yet. There's just no, no way. No, there's no. no evidence of him being a bust. No. I, seriously, I, I don't think I'm, like, being sunshine and rainbows about that. There's no evidence of being a bust. Now, there's no evidence of being a generational player either mm-hmm. right yet. And that's the thing. I think if you would measure his season, you would put good, blah, or bad. And I think it's blah. Mm-hmm. Like, I have some of this and some of that, and sometimes don't even notice he's out there. Yeah. And I thought we wouldn't do that with him. I thought we'd notice more about him. Um, and I think he's done a tremendous job of a leadership standpoint, and, and I think he'll... He'll continue to do that. I think he's going to be good. I do. I, I think the coaching is really not good and hasn't helped him. I, I, I don't. I, do you think I, – I bet I know where you're going to come from here, but I said this before the James Robinson touchdown. I said get him a touchdown here. Get him to 10 touchdowns. Yeah, and I, I know where I, you're coming. You're a player, and you're going to be like – Well, is the game about winning or losing? No, no. but let me, let me tell you something. What's okay. the season about? The Trevor season Lawrence. was about this guy. Well, it's also about the team in the, lo- the locker room. Okay, I, I get that. I know that's a gentle but thing Brent, to do. Gentle, talk about gentle. We're talking about we have to rearrange the entire offensive game plan. We have James Robinson just to make Trevor Lawrence feel better about himself. No, 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 no. What's no, that not, being gentle? By the way, I don't think this is about him feeling better about himself. Okay. I think this is about the storylines being better about him. I, and I think getting to 10 touchdowns is... Better than being at nine. <laughs> and, okay. and by the way, people, they do this all the time. I mean, people throw 
touchdowns on first and goal. They from the one they they play action pass and throw it to a tight end who's wide open. It's not like that out of the norm. But but we just got done complaining about how this team's not using James Robinson properly. And now they are trying to use James Robinson properly and get him a touchdown, and now it's bad because Trevor Lawrence isn't getting any shine? Well, I didn't Which say it was it? bad. I just okay. thought it was an opportunity. Okay. It's, it's an opportunity to – it goes along with what I feel like is what are they doing to develop, nurture, all that stuff around this guy? Like, yeah. and, and, again, I don't think he needs it mentally. I think he's fine. Um, I, I don't – it doesn't appear – I don't know. We're not around him that much. But I think he's going to be fine. But I do think – in these parts and in this world, I think the, the the people talk about this stuff. And when you start telling me that, like Trevor Lawrence looks nothing like Blaine Gabbert to me, looks nothing yeah. like Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. I saw that. I witnessed that. You sure. played with that. Yeah. His offense might be worse than Blaine Gabbert's. Yeah. I mean, it really might be worse. His record, his his touchdowns are worse than Blaine Gabbert's through 14 <clears throat> games. Yeah. Like I don't want those storylines around my my team. If I'm the Jags, I don't want those storylines out but there then, at all for people talking about. But then coach him. Then tell him to hit the wide open Laquan Treadwell on the crossing pattern. Yeah. And that's a touchdown. Right, it could have been a two touchdown game then if you do the yeah. play action on first and goal. I'm just <laughs> saying where if if you're by the goal line, I'm running jail. Like, I'm just, yes, the, the, the goal of the season is to try to give Trevor Lawrence some confidence and make him feel better. Okay. But my goal as a head coach is to put us in the best position to win. Trevor Lawrence hasn't shown me enough right now in the red zone to say, hey, Trevor, go get us a touchdown. I would rather get the ball to James Robinson. Yeah, I mean, listen, fair. I'm not going to sit here and debate it all the yeah. time. I'm just, my point is, the overarching point of this is, what have they done to make him better? And part of that is, they haven't given it to James Robinson enough. I'll tell you, in the third quarter, they didn't do it again. Yeah. Like, they gave it yeah. to him 18 times, and we're sitting here like it's a milestone that they mm. gave it to James Robinson 18 times. Yeah. It's still not 20 or 25. I mean, Casey and I had ESPN 690 Game Day Live from the Duval House yesterday. We said, they got the easiest job in America. Mm -hmm. Just give it 25 times to James Robinson. And the game was still close enough to get him another six or seven touches, and they didn't. Now, in fairness to them, James had a couple opportunities in the passing game, and so then if you marry the numbers together, probably would have got it 22, 23 times. And so maybe you can, you can argue that. But the point being is, like, we're sitting here celebrating 18 touches for James Robinson finally, and I don't know what he had in the first half. I think, it was, I think he had, like, 50 yards and a touchdown or something in the first half. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like in the second half he got it that much and now it turned into a double digit deficit yeah but i'm telling you they abandoned the pass so quickly bevel abandoned i'm sorry the run so quickly mm -hmm. and just pass it and and they had plenty of time in that game to continue to run the football mm -hmm. and and uh houston was doing a decent job against them but we all know how this works you go two yards you go four yards you go 12 yards you go two yards you go three yards and then you go 35 yards yeah. like that's the way it works jonathan taylor had 29 carries the other day mm -hmm. i mean that's what the Jags should be doing whether he gets 170, that's on James in your offensive line. But you should be giving the ball to him that much. So this really, my, my point in that whole conversation was more about what have they really done to help this kid out is, is a fair question. They For have sure. done nothing to set him up in a good way. And this was what the season was supposed to be about. Mm -hmm. And it started really against Houston in week one when they dropped them back 51 times. Yeah. And they ran James Robinson five times. Yeah. It shouldn't have just been a terrible job helping this kid out. Did you see the storyline coming out of the game in the broadcast? Andrew Catalan, my buddy, had the call, and, and James Lofton as well. And uh, they talked to uh, Trevor in the production meeting, mm -hmm. and he said that he talked to Shad Khan. He's going to have 
um, some say in, in the, again, I, I don't want to misrepresent this, but he'll have conversations and, and they'll keep him in the loop and communication about the next head coach. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I, I think you got to be really careful here to say, Trevor Lawrence is going to name the head coach. <laughs> no. That's not but, what they're uh, saying, but they're keeping yeah, him in the loop. This, is, this isn't the NBA. This isn't LeBron James. So I, I wouldn't. I get it, and I think it's the right move. But let's be careful with how we go about that wholly because there's other, you know, there's 53 other guys in that locker room that, or 52 other guys in the locker room that, you know, may not be the most enthused about that. If you say, yeah, our, our quarterback's picking the next coach. Yeah, you know? and, and that's why you got to be a little careful. He's not going to pick the next coach. No, but he's going to have, obviously, input. They're going to run things by him. Yeah. yeah. But here's, I think that speaks a lot, okay? Sure. Because, one, I've been saying for a while now, if you go all the way back to the bar incident with Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. I said Khan needs to communicate with Trevor Lawrence. Like he, that's the guy, right? That's the thing we've struggled around here to do is keep guys. And I think it was important going all the way back then to even now to the off season. And by the way, James Robinson's in this boat. Josh Allen's in this boat. There are guys you have to communicate. You have to nurture that. You have to cultivate that. And I think right now the owner's the only guy that can do that because nobody else is going to be around. Mm. So the owner has to do that. And this uh, happened like last week. And so, I, but what I think Austin has said is a couple of things here now from that just that one little nugget of knowledge Mm -hmm. that shows i think trevor wants to have that because he did not like the fit with urban meyer sure you know what i mean i think that was that scarred him a little bit Mm. and whether shot realized that or he just got that intel from conversations with trevor i think it speaks volumes about what we probably thought anyway not that they couldn't get along but i just don't think they were aligned the mm-hmm. way you want quarterback coach to be aligned, mm-hmm. especially for a young guy. You know, later on down the road, they'll say Belichick and Brady weren't, weren't aligned, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, they were in the early parts. You know, yeah. 20 years later, they might not have been as much. But you have to be aligned with your quarterback. And I think most, like, same with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, might not be aligned as much anymore. Sure. But you could tell they were. Yes. And so that's a rocky start when your quarterback and your, and your head coach both in their first year are not aligned right off the get-go. And that's what that spoke to me a little bit about. No, I mean, it's it's all about chemistry and it's all about, you know, that relationship, especially from an offensive-minded guy and a quarterback. You need that. If you don't have that, then it's a recipe for disaster. So, yeah, I think you definitely include Trevor um, on, on the next coaching, you know, hire, whatever that's going to be. Now, you know, what percentage of him at his word does he take? Because let's be honest, this guy doesn't have a lot of experience in the NFL right now. This guy's had, you know, Dabo and other great coaches. But, like, do you know what to look for in an NFL coach, right? Because it is different. You know, like, even, I mean, heck, even when Matt LaFleur went to Green Bay, him and Rodgers got off to a rocky start. You still feel there's a rocky start a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. But you know what? Like, overall, I think LaFleur's done a pretty dang good job um, in Green Bay. Now, you you might want to put the ball in Rodgers' hands a little more towards the end of the game, not run the ball so much because that's kind of been the M.O. now. But overall, he's done a pretty good job in Green Bay. So, like, it was for the best. Now, he might have clashed with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers might have disagreed with him a little bit. But it's the best for the team right now. I think getting Trevor's input is only going to make him happy. And that's what you need to do right now with Trevor Lawrence. Because I'm sure he's not the most ecstatic to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. And then go forward from there. Yeah. uh, So, I I think it does speak a little bit about how he feels about the situation. How he wants to be involved. And it could get shot off to a good start 
in this day and age where the quarterback does want a little bit more power, we're seeing it around the league, you know? Yeah. And, and again, I, I don't think this means giving him the keys to the car, but I do think it means having some input and player input. And Shot has done that. But I've said that countless times. He has done that over the years. He has exit interviews with players. I don't sure. know how many, but it's certainly like a half a dozen players he talks to. Some of the leaders wants to get feedback. He listens. It hasn't really done him that well and hasn't served him that well, but at least he does. And I think that means something uh, to the players. Where do you lie now on the new head coach? Where, where are you going? Where are you thinking? Uh, Casey and I talked yesterday again on, on our Sunday morning show on Jags home games. We've got one more of those before the Indianapolis game. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, if again, not this is all new and we haven't dissected and there's been a lot going on, so I haven't done a, an, an enormous amount of research. But if you met, said, Brent, you need to make a choice right now. I really am leaning toward Doug Peterson or Josh McDaniels and probably more Doug Peterson because I value somebody who knows how an NFL organization works, how the NFL game works, Mm. and also has done it once before and knows how to put it all together. I'm a little concerned with the rookie guy and can he do it? Can he lead the team? He's been a good coordinator, but can he do all this, 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 this? I don't want that question. I think Josh McDaniels has done it. Didn't do it unbelievable, but he's been around it so long now that he's probably learned a lot from what he did wrong, and he did some things pretty well. And Doug Peterson won a freaking Super Bowl. You have a Super Bowl-winning coach out there. And so I like the second go-around, the experienced guy in the NFL, and I'd say if you ask me right now, I'd say Doug Peterson, bring him in here and be the next head coach of the Jacks. So you feel confident bringing Doug Peterson after he got in a fight with the front office and management and he rubbed Carson Wentz the wrong way and then got Carson Wentz out of Philly? Well, After what we've just encountered in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. Yeah, I've had some a little... By the way, from afar, I've been a guy that's been a little critical of Peterson because I think he does look a little bit like that guy, has some arrogance to him and all that stuff. Um, I don't know the full story there. It does look like, hey, he didn't get along with everybody upstairs. I also think what went wrong with Philly because they chose Wentz over Peterson and then Wentz ended up leaving anyway, mm-hmm. which is odd to me. Sure. So they lost them both. Well, I, th- I mean, and one could say Wentz is so far over being a Philadelphia Eagle at the time, whereas, like, nothing you do is going to fix this. Yeah. Maybe. How, and, and how many players offended Doug Peterson when he left compl- as opposed to Wentz? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. I, don't I mean, like, I, I don't there's remember. a lot of players calling, hey, why'd you fire Doug Peterson? I will say this. I've heard from people in, in, that know people inside that building Yeah. that speak highly of Peterson. Sure, okay. So uh, that doesn't yeah. mean Lurie does, the owner, yeah. and, and other in Roseman and all that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. But is that one of the things you learn? And, and by the way, he's going to – I don't know if he's like coach-centric like uh, Urban. He's not going to have that much control. Mm. But uh, we, all, we always say this anyway. No matter who they find, they have to find somebody to work together well. Right. They yes. can't go like fit two puzzle pieces together and hope it works. Yeah. Like they have to find somebody aligned. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm just telling you right Again, like McDaniels would do fine for me right now. I think he's more risky, believe it or not. Than Peterson. I do. Really? Yeah, because I'll tell you, it scares the hell out of me that if he just changed his mind. He did it in Indianapolis. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, and by the way, this organization seems to be snake bitten at times. He'd do that to him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's what I, uh, Peterson did some good things. The best ones came from Peterson. He's the Andy Reid tree. The best foals came from Peterson's offense. The guy won a Super Bowl. His November-December record, I think, is pretty darn good, mm. which means his teams get better. Um, I like him, man. I, I, I do. I, yeah. I didn't think I would say that. 
But I, the more I look at it, again, this is right now. I, I, I might change my mind on it. I got to do a little <laughs> more on it. But again, as fresh as this is, I think I like that route right now. Who do you like? Um, I do think Josh McDaniels is interesting. But if the whole goal is to play this safe and hire the right guy, I think, for the job, not have any drama or any questions, I think Jim Caldwell is the way to go. Okay. I, I, and by the way, I'm okay with Caldwell. And I like what people are saying about Caldwell. I have a serious curiosity of why he's not in the game. Health concerns are rumored yeah. of why. Sure. A 66. I don't even have, a, I thought I'd have a problem with a 66-year-old guy and his relationship with players. I don't think I'd have a problem with him in that respect because I think his relation, like, he's more like that pop yeah. figure, which, which does resonate. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Um, but I don't know if he's healthy. Like, I don't, I don't understand why he's out of the game as good as his resume is, Austin. So it's almost like I feel like, okay, I'll sign up with Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he's not going to be available. You don't think he's going to want to do it? That's my sense. Okay. And not that he doesn't want to come to Jacksonville, per se, is that from his health standpoint, he's 66 years old and has determined that I mean, it, it might be in his best interest not to do it. So I, I don't know when the article was, but... The, he, a couple of years ago. He, he did say that his health is... He's healthy, and if the right opportunity presented itself, he would come back to coach. Oh, he did say that yes. more recently? Uh, this was... Let me look it up real quick. This was December 17th, uh, the Adam Schefter podcast. September? So, uh, I'm sorry, did December 17th, the Adam Schefter podcast. Oh, just a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Three days ago. Oh, I didn't see that. And he said, he, so he's the, healthy enough to coach. The NFL chopping block. Yeah. I did not see that. He said that he's 100% healthy and ready to be a head coach again. Well, I, I don't mind that, by the way. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's, that's the pick to me that, number one, is the safest, which after what you just encountered, you have to do that. I think he's great in terms of he's worked with Peyton Manning. He kind of had Peyton Manning from scratch, elevated his own position from a quarterback's coach to, you know, an offensive yeah. coordinator at the time in Indianapolis. So he's used to building young quarterbacks. I think he's an offensive-minded guy, which you want. And I think he's even cute. I don't yeah. think you want the ups and downs. I think he's wanted a, a dependable coach right now. It's not going to be too flashy. It just gets the job done. Hey, hey, listen, I, I would be fine with that. I think a lot of people want Caldwell. Um, I, I honestly believe this right now, and I think some of this might be the emotion of the last couple of years. But, like, I'm exhausted covering this football team at times. Yeah. And I think everybody's exhausted, like, rooting for this football team sometimes. Mm -hmm. You get me to 7-9, 8-9, 9-8, nine, nine, nine like, I ain't hating that. Like, and, and I think Caldwell can get you there. By the way, I think Peterson can, too. I think they know how to win games in the NFL enough. I mean, I think if Caldwell could get them the Lions That's there, what I'm saying. then you, with a more talented roster, who knows what he can do? Yeah, 11 and 5, I think it is 9 and 7, 7 and 9, and 9 and 7 at Detroit. Yeah. And, and what's interesting about that, Austin, is there's something in the building in Detroit for five decades of why they've been so bad. Right? Sure. It feels, well, there's something in the building over here in the last 15 years, like it feels like in the soil and the whatever yeah, cursed, of, cursed. of yep. why you can't do it. But, but Jim Caldwell, of all people, was able to avoid that. Hey, Matthew Stafford, some good players. Well, Golden Tate had a good year there with him or something. But he was able to solve that riddle. He was able to make the stench smell better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how I do like that. Like there's something he knows like, he knows what this feels like in Jacksonville and what it felt like in Detroit has to be a little bit similar. 
Yes. And what, I don't know how he pulled him out of it. I don't know what the secret thing was, mm -hmm. but he was able to do it. And so, yeah, I think there's some value. And what you said, he seems like a very good man. And what this organization does need a little bit of that right now, although I think you have to be very careful just to go. They can't just be like, okay, we need this figurehead that's a good guy and not going to be in the headlines. I still need a good coach, okay? That, and then he comes from two great cultures in Indianapolis and Baltimore who both won Super Bowls when yeah. he was there. Yeah. So he knows how to, I mean, he's Don't been around him. that. I did not see that podcast from Schefter, um, and he joined him that recently. The only thing I had seen is some articles over the last couple of years where it's like people still wondered. So if he wants in... Get him in, man. Let's go. Sign him in. Yeah. Sign him up. Yeah. But I will say this. I don't hate Peterson either. I think McDaniels is a little more risky, and I don't hate that. Yeah. But my point being is the Leftwich stuff, even the enemy stuff right now, while I think there's promise there, I think those guys could be really successful. I don't know if the timing is right for this organization to take that chance. Yeah. Because that's a big if. So a correction. So that somebody retweeted that podcast from a, a year ago, though. Oh, so he hopped okay. on the Schefter podcast one year ago. Somebody brought it back out and said that he would be a good uh, coaching hire. Okay. So, it was so a this, year was, this was a year ago on the Adam Schefter podcast. Okay. So he's obviously, I mean, but still, I mean let's get a physical good. for Jim Caldwell and yeah. make sure he's good to go and we're, we're set. You know yeah. what I learned during that segment? We're going to have to kill the wasp. Yeah, the wasp no, is man, good. He's good. The wasp's a little out of control Leave here. him alone, dude. Can we go find 100 honeybees to beat the wasp? Let's go, man. No, what would 100 alone, honeybees man? do to the wasp? These are uh, 100, I mean, 100 honeybees would cook that thing alive. Do, do honeybees and seconds. wasps get along? I don't think they really bother each other. No? No, I don't think so. Well, you do some work on that. Yeah, I don't, that didn't sound like you knew that. Like, you get it. I mean, call I, don't, your grandpa. I, don't, I don't think wasps really fight honeybees. I don't think they have a reason to, do they? What's like a wasp? Like, what's the family? What do you mean? Like a yellow jacket family or uh, like, like what is a wasp? Like is it just a big bee? It's a it's an insect that doesn't make honey, basically. Uh. It just you know. Cause if you ever see like a wasp nest, it's not like honeycomb, it's just just a mud or yeah. dirt. Yeah. Educational program, folks. To be actually fair, if, if we took it out, we wouldn't be really doing it. I mean, it's fine. No, you it's know? fine. I'm fine. It's it's really like you. Yeah, it does. Well name it. Yeah. Actually Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety rolls on after this on a Monday. Getting better offensively, just to get more and more consistent. Like today, I thought first half was really good. We didn't come away with as many points as you know we would have liked. You know, I thought we should have finished some of those drives, but uh, we were moving the ball really consistently. And the second half started off started off bad. Uh, they got a couple drives and then um, just didn't finish well. We had two opportunities at the end and, and didn't didn't take advantage of them. And then uh, really put our defense in a bad spot. So I, I just like to see us be more consistent. That's all of us. Like I said, it's me included. So we all got our part, and we just got to take ownership of. And, and go go be better, and that's what I'd like to see these next few weeks. And it's, it starts with all of us. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I got goosebumps from that one. That was good. Hey, Joel Austin, take a seat. Trevor Lawrence, number one right now in the in the mock draft this year for I, best speakers. You called him what? Joel Austin. Austin? I don't know. I'm not. Real, I don't follow him. Is it Joel Austin? I don't know. I just I never heard anybody say it like you just said it. Joel Austin? What's his name? I think it's Austin. Austin. Joel Austin. It's my Wisconsin accent coming out. Sorry, everybody. I can't wait till we sign, like, a deal with Trevor. And he's like, hey, yeah, I'm coming on the show, but Austin can't be a part of the segment. I mean, Brent, I'm surprised he hasn't been on the show. You've been to his town, man. So you think you would have came on just out of charity. Uh, We've also been to Ashtabula, but what's, what's that doing for us now? Where's Jim Caldwell from? Hey, he was on the show, at least. Good call. I, yeah, he was he on the show. Doug Caldwell. Peterson, uh, we go down to Jupiter.
That's where he's living. He's, he's uh, not from there. Oh, he's from let's Washington. go. Where are we going? Beloit, Wisconsin, baby. Where's that? Beloit? It's uh, it's it's north, man. <laughs> you said it when Beloit. you said it. It's like we we're going to freaking Vegas. Oh no, Be Beloit. Was, no, no. <laughs> hey, Wisconsin. So, no, let's Beloit. There, there is nothing in Beloit. It's like where I'm from. Like in Iowa, there's nothing there. It's 30, north of where you are. Yeah, Rock County. So it's thirty-nine thousand for the population. Is there any, near any good golf courses? I don't know, man. Maybe. You're asking the wrong person. Just depend what time of year we go, man. Uh, I was going to say, say yeah, you're asking the wrong person. I mean, wrong Wisconsin dude. has oh, some sorry, really good no, golf so, courses. So Boyd's actually south of us. I'm, my bad. Good, uh, good golf courses would not have helped us in Ashtabula in January. Well, that's the thing. you got to decide when to go. Yes. So Beloit is right on the border of Illinois and Wisconsin. Are we doing a two-hour draft special again now because we have the number one overall pick again? We did that last year on TV. That's a good question. I don't work in TV. You're looking at me. Could be in Vegas for that one. Well, we have the draft on ESPN. So Thibodeau from? We can't do a special during the draft. Last year we did on TV. I don't have to work then. so that's Which was a good show, by the way. It's one of our best work. I'm still where Thibodeau's from for you guys. It's rainy and cold. It's over here somewhere. Oh, he's from L.A. Thibodeau's from L.A.? Yeah. We'll go cover him during the Super Bowl. Now we're talking. I, I assume Hutchinson's from Michigan, the, right? The problem, Someplace. yeah, the problem with uh, that is we don't know for sure. Like, we did the Lawrence thing because we knew they were drafting Lawrence. Yeah. So it becomes a little more difficult in the planning. And we're not going to go to everyone's hometown. <laughs> but if we go to the Super Bowl now, we can stop by and do a little something on Thibodeau. Now you're talking. Right? Weber? Yeah. Write it down, man. Aiden Hutchinson, by the way, is from Plymouth, Michigan. Population uh, so you're going to say Massachusetts. Population 9,000, so that, that'll be a 9, fun one. 9,000? That'll be a good one. Wow. Small town. Yeah. It's amazing. Right? These small school guys. Yeah, small high school guys. had that many kids in it. <laughs> Brent Marno, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, Stuart Weber joins us now. Uh, we break from some of the high school, I'm sorry, some of the, uh, well, it looks like high school yeah, play high school, sometimes. Yeah. Some of the NFL and uh, Jags talk. And uh, got our first ever all prep team announced yesterday. They were at the Jags game yesterday. We yeah, actually announced cool. it on Friday. And uh, so in conjunction with Jags prep, uh, they did a fantastic job. They gave the kids custom jerseys. They were out there on the field holding the flag. They got a chance to go to the game. They got pictures. And um, we've got our Blitzies Award show coming up on Saturday. So we'll uh, continue to recognize the high school kids. When I first saw that fan jump onto the field, I was worried it might have been one of our players just in their free jersey because they got that jersey, that same looking teal jersey, oh, nice. customized. It was not. It was not them, luckily. <laughs> thankfully. Um, thankfully. But, yeah, no, it, it was really cool to see kind of the the partnership with Jaguars prep come to fruition here at the end of the year and have all these guys able to go out there and get honored and uh, get a nice keepsake to take home. But then they got to hold the flag in the – pregame ceremony which is pretty cool so they're out on the field during player intros and uh really cool really cool for that that group of young men not all seniors a few juniors mixed in there as well to to get a chance to experience that uh, as part of their hometown team with the jaguars do you remember like did you make like first team whatever or the paper or i mean yeah. i've got a, it's a small like, town so it's i don't about know like what awards they, yeah uh, yeah so i mean like like the accolades yeah from like the state, or you mean like the papers? Well, either one. Like I, I yeah. love Scandinavia. Do they do like a all I mean, city we do, team? No, yeah. So they we name do, everybody on the high school team. No, we did. So you do all conference, uh, all region, all state. I, I got unanimous all region, and I got all state, but I didn't get unanimous all conference because there was a coach from Bowler, Wisconsin. We beat him seventy-two to nothing for our homecoming, 
and they said unless they take me out at halftime, he's not going to vote for me for all conference, which he, he held true to his word because he didn't take me out at halftime. It's pretty petty. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, hey, it's the pettiest. So wow. then I didn't get all conference from that coach. But you still got all conference, just not unanimous. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, still all conference, so we all good. Was. Yeah, but I, I was unanimous all region, but yeah, not unanimous all conference. It's funny. Well, uh, and all state, though. All state. Yeah. All state out of Iowa, Scandinavia is pretty good. Oh, yeah, because we had, like, all the Milwaukee schools and yeah. everything, so. Did, yeah. you get, did you get honored at a Packers game or me. anything? Or how'd Nothing. That go? No, no we, we we had our little Shrine Bowl that we played in, okay. which was cool, uh, but that was about it. It was me and Lance Kendricks, all state for uh, wide receiver. Really? Lance Kendricks went on to play, for, I think, the Steelers. So you were all state for wide receiver? And defensive end. Both. Yes. So you didn't go, like, see, that's something we didn't do this. It was interesting when you do this stuff. Mm. We, we've never done this before. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't know what we're doing. No, just, okay. <laughs> not, not wrong. <laughs> we, well, we decided to do like a team of like 25. Yeah. Rather than go quarterback, wide receiver, first running team, back, offensive team. line, guard, yeah. center, first team, second. Yeah, like most, a lot of them do. But then you, sure. now you're talking like four. You can't just name one from each position. You have to at least go two, I think, if you're doing it that way. Yeah. And so then you're up to like 44 player. You know, so we just decided to take... 25 of the best players in the area, we thought. And obviously, you leave some off. I mean, we didn't even name a tight end. We left the kickers off to some chagrin Ouch. by some. Ouch. Um, we actually really we, we, came, we debated. There was a kid that really kicked well this year and w- won some games, and we debated. But we just, we didn't, he didn't make the final cut of the 25. So mm-hmm. we had some healthy debate about it. But there's no ex- good way to do it. And it, we've already get. I love the feedback. Like, it's, you're already getting some, like, pushback on it. Oh, that's like, hey, have you guys ever heard of this player? Oh, yeah. That's the politics, right? Well, I mean, listen, it's hard. We, Look, it's, it's hard. And we cover 70 local high schools. Yeah. <sighs> 70 In high Jacksonville, schools. In Jacksonville, Florida, which is loaded with talent. Loaded with talent. Yeah. And, you know, it, we, we wanted to kind of spread the love out to different schools. I mean, some schools got multiple players on the team. I don't want them got three guys yeah. on the team. Well, and so, yeah, if you're good, you're good. If you're good, you're good. That's certainly part of it. And you guys put up numbers like if you lead the state in tackles and you lead the, t- the state in wide receiving yards, you're probably worthy of making this team. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's two right but there from one the school. how stats, too, though, right? I mean, you have to yeah. ask yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you have to take into consideration what division they're playing in, you know, what yeah. classification. Like, if you're putting up the most receiving yards in the highest classification in the state, uh, probably a good sign. Shout out Dom Henry and these. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, with these sort of things, you have to kind of keep that into consideration. Um, I, I think one of the key things we did was we didn't put a number on it. We didn't say, like, it's the top 25. So next year, if we're, we have a group and we want to do 30, we can still do 30 and call yeah. it the all-prep team and not, yeah. not limit ourselves to that, that number change. that we set. We can move that up and down. Or if it's less, you can go, go with 20. Yeah, like, you know? a lot of teams. Well, a lot <laughs> of teams. Do like, less. The newspaper, I think, does it, which is cool. You know, it's, listen, I can tell you this. I got kids in high school that play sports, and, and they look – well, I shouldn't say they. Uh, one, one of, of them the two kind of looked forward to seeing, like, just who made the team. Not if they made the team, but who made the team. See if they know who or their buddies. Or so I think the kids do like it. Yeah. And and there's a lot of different publications that do these kind of things. But like the paper, I, I know, like I want they'll list like 400 honorable mentions. Like I mean, there's a lot yeah. of kids, and you can do that if you mm-hmm. want to get everybody's name. So there's different ways to do it. I bet you could do. I bet somebody else that covers high school football in this area could take 25 different kids that we took and then you'd put them up against our team and you'd be like all right which one is the team sure sure that's how good the high school football is mm-hmm. around here and and that's how debatable some of the um positions were yeah and and like you said there, there was a group of us you me and coach sullivan who who put it together and kind of 
came up with what we wanted to do for for that group and and we we had to we started with a group of like 75 guys and kind of whittled down yeah. from there to and those 75 the reason they made that 75 is because we thought they were worthy of recognition in our heads and then we just kind of had to whittle it down from there but um all of them deserving and all the ones who aren't on there deserving as well certainly but yeah. uh we, we give some extra love to them on the blitzy show coming up uh, this week, a little later on, we're going to premiere it, and then we'll have it on air on Christmas night yeah, as Christmas well. Yeah, Christmas night in place of Action Sports Shacks, primetime, 10.30 on Fox 30, 11.30 on CBS 47. Um, I love the high school football coverage this year. ESPN 690, the Blitz Scoreboard Show, are committed to the uncommitted. We got a couple on there, man. Got a couple in there. Tony Carter made the, the team. Nice. One what of the offensive on linemen, team? I believe, as well. I think so. Chase Cruz. No, he's up for consideration. I don't think he made it. A few of the other ones. We only, did as we well only had that, one offensive lineman in the uh, committed to the uncommitted. So. Oh really? Yeah. So if he didn't make it, then must okay. be a different station. Because we only had one offensive lineman. Uh huh. Well, I didn't say an offensive lineman made it. I didn't. Our... You just uh, did. Somebody just I said did. it. Oh, you did. Yeah. I did. Oh, <laughs> Anyhow, uh, either way, some of our committed. A few of the committed, committed to the, the uncommitted made it in there. We got a committed to the uncommitted. That's a segment we started this year, presented by Baker Sports. And you got him committed. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet. But it might happen in the next couple of days, uh, which will be pretty cool. So hopefully we'll be able to share that story before like that. we break yeah, for Christmas. I like that a lot. All right, Weber. Keep up the good work on the blitzies. Yep. Yeah, the finishing. You stay around if you want. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to put the finishing touches on that show. And then, of course, we got Jag Support Live tonight, too. So we're... We're still cranking along with all these great shows yes. that we put together. No James Robinson on Jags Report Live. I'll explain that when we come back, but I just want to give you a heads up. That's an update. No James Robinson's not on Jags Report Live. I uh, just want to make sure everybody knows that. We'll be back on ESPN 6 night. Uh, definitely frustrating. You know, all the guys are frustrated. We want to, we want to be more consistent. We want to, we want to win. Um, so it's, it's definitely frustrating. But like I said, we're the ones that control that. You know, we got to go make the play. I gotta, I gotta make those throws. Um, the other plays, guys got to make catches. We gotta, we all have our part. You know, and um, there's no way around that. Like we all have to, we all have to play better. So that's the thing. You just gotta look yourself in the mirror and, and figure out how to get better. And I think we'll do that. But gotta really do that this week. Trevor Lawrence trying to figure it out. I hope he has one good game, but now it's just a hope. It's almost a blind hope uh, that that their offense can get to 20 points. You know, they haven't scored 20 points in uh, since the win over Miami. That's two months. They've only scored 20 points plus three times this year in yeah. 14 games. How is this? What, what, what What's we going on here? up there? They're, they're fighting. It's a spider versus bee right now. Oh, you said it wasn't a bee. Oh, whatever. Wasp. Sorry, man. Now the spider's on the wasp's back. <laughs> So I don't even see the spider. The spider's on his back. It's a small spider. Can the spider kill the wasp? I don't know, man. Stay tuned, huh? What do you? Where's what, the web? What do you? What do you give an odds? It was hanging from the ceiling. I what know. Do you, what do you give the odds right now, Casey? I like the spider. I like what what the spider what, says. What, what happens if this bee just gets knocked out by the spider? That'd be something, huh? But you don't see the, the spider, do you? It's on its wing. I, I kind of do. It's small, yeah. right? Oh, it's tiny. There's could, no way that it could be thing deadly. wins. No, the, the, the this wasp. Is like, is this is like Tyson versus Ivan Drago right now. The, the Wasp is going to win. All right, we'll see. Stay tuned. It's like freaking National Geographic here on a Monday. It's cool, man. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to have to kill Holiday weekend coming Did up. Did you see that picture, actually? Martina Navratilova tweeted out. Sure did. Over the weekend no. of the penguins. Oh, holding each other? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Is that a new thing? Oh, it's not new. Oh, Brent, it's been around for a while now. Is, so, oh, is it in Australia? 
That I'm not. See, I, I think this one was new. No, I, I think. No, it's the, the penguin's got the other, it's his arm around the other penguin. Oh, is that new? I mean, not new. No, but like there's stories going around, like, because there's like backstory behind it. And like one of the supposed backstories is like both their partners died. Yes, and that's then what they, 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 they meet every year or something at a certain spot and then they comfort each other. So you don't believe it? Ah, you know. It's a little. Yeah, I mean, come on, Brett. You know what was more? What's more manufactured, the Penguins <laughs> or the Jake Paul knockout? <laughs> um, he clocked him though. Yeah, I know. I would probably say the Penguins because I mean I've seen videos out there where he, he twists his hand a little bit and that was the towel. Mm. I don't think so, man. I don't think so either. I mean, think about this. If you're Tywin Woodley, and I get you're on the back nine of your MMA career, and that's done, and you're trying to make a paycheck, but, like, that's going to follow you for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Like, no matter how gracious you are, no matter how, you know, graceful you exited that ring, that will follow you for the rest of your life. I mean, that was yeah. bad. You, you will be memed for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Because of Jake Paul. It's awful. Yeah, it's horrible. So I don't think it was necessarily scripted. I think that, I think he made a mistake, put his hand down, and it is what it is. So does that show you a little bit of the power of Paul's punch? I mean, he's a powerful guy. Look at him. He's a big dude. He was out, though. I mean, Brent, theoretically, I could show you how to knock somebody out in about two months if you hit him right. Really? Yeah. Can you show me? Yeah, no, show not him. until you go through a table. Ooh. We're not giving up. And he thought Casey forgot about the table, but he didn't. They call him the auditor. About the table. Mm. Take the receipt. Are we, we going to like ring in the New Year's with it, or what, what are we doing here? Oh, stop, stop going like this with your neck. I can like, already feel like it. Like it's like, yeah, you know, I got this neck issue. I can already feel it. Yeah. I almost, like, if you... Some of you, you want to punch, by the way? You okay? If you send me through the table, like, this week... <laughs> yeah. Then I don't, maybe, like, I'd be in concussion protocol or something that wouldn't have to watch these last few games. It's an idea. I mean, you can wear a helmet. <laughs> I mean, we got three football helmets in here. Just pick one, man. You got it. Is that part of it? I could wear a helmet just in case. Protect like the. I'm down with that. Yeah, you I'm cool with that. You wear a helmet. Really? Well, yeah. We don't think you're gonna do it. Hey, so, I mean, you know, first of all, it. the fact yeah, that you're okay. concerned about your your head and not your spine is beyond I me. I asked Ric Flair for some tips the other day. Oh no, yeah. How'd that go? He doesn't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really ask him for some tips? No, I didn't. Oh, I got you. I thought about it. I forget. Yeah, I was like, I just take too long to explain it to him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> like, he doesn't care. I thought he's listening Signing to the show. Yeah. He was yeah. cool, though. Yeah. I will say, he was cool. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I said this, James Robinson not on Jags Report Live tonight, basically because I told him not to come. Yes. Um, the new protocols out there suggest that a player can actually get in trouble for being out in public. And it's kind of hard to fully understand exactly it, so... Um, he's not going to come tonight. We'll be out there. Um, we don't have protocol for that, at least right yet. So we'll be at Jags Report Live, uh, Sneakers in Jack's Beach, 7 o'clock. Um, so come on out and uh, hang with us. But I just want to let you know if you were planning on coming out, seeing James Robinson, he won't be there tonight. Uh, not his doing, more so uh, really the NFL's and, and our doing. We just thought it was a safer bet uh, that way. Um, coming into this week number 16 on the horizon. We'll be back. Football at 5 on the way. More Jags talk. More NFL talk. John Harbaugh, has he cost his team a spot in the playoffs with his decision-making? Mm -hmm. Talk about it on ESPN 690.